Hello, friend, and welcome into this episode of Bible Talk. I am your host, Angie Bauman, and with me today is my dear friend, Susie Crosby. Susie, thank you for co-hosting with me again today. Thanks, Angie. Susie is the author of the devotional, Just One Word, and that is a book of 90 devotions that's based around using one word to set our minds on the never-ending power of God's work in our lives. And I was so drawn to Susie and her writing and her work because she uses one word in her devotions and I use one word in the step-by-step Bible study method. Uh, And we try to find life application through like really looking deep at one word in one verse of scripture. And so I'm just so delighted to be able to have these conversations with you, my friend. And today our verse is um, Mark 10, 45, Mark 10, 45 says, For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And before we start like kind of unpacking the verse, I kind of have a story to tell you, Susie, and set this up just a little bit, because this verse is the theme from the episode with JC Schroeder that dropped earlier this week. If you happen to be listening to this bonus episode, when it goes live, the episode with JC was on August 17, 2022. But I had a plethora, is that the right word? There's a word for you, right? Of unfounded misgivings. Here, that's good writing. I had a plethora of unfounded misgivings about about (laughs) interviewing JC, which I talk about both in the intro to that episode. And also I, I wrote about it in my weekly newsletter that goes out with the podcast episode and all that. And um, I'm going to say it again here though, because God has really taught me something about serving, uh, that this verse addresses. I went into this interview with JC, assuming that he wouldn't like me very much and I'd never even met him, but I carry some negative experiences with me, uh, with men who have academic training in theology. And JC is a well-trained, he is, his podcast is called Bite Size Seminary. He's well-trained, um, he's academic, and um, I just have had some negative experiences with men who like kind of are in that lane, if you will. And I mistakenly, maybe ridiculously, I don't know, I kind of picked that up and put that on our ministry friendship before I'd ever even met him or connected with him personally. But I'm so delighted to say I was, I was incredibly wrong. I was so, so wrong about JC. JC was humble and kind. He had a servant's heart uh, for the first time ever. And I've interviewed dozens of podcast guests, JC and I, when we were recording, we encountered a technology problem mid interview and he even stayed on, worked to pick up where we left off, completed the interview without the slightest hint of frustration. He had later invited me to be on his podcast and I accepted Um, And I told him all of this even, so he knows all of this. And that episode on Bite Size Seminary with JC has already dropped. And I'll link it in today's show notes in case you happen to be interested. But it really made me think about my own insecurities that keep me focused on myself instead of serving, instead of serving others the way Christ demonstrates sacrificial service. And so it kind of linked it all together. And when this was the verse that ended up coming out of that, I'm like, yes. Of course it kind of is because it says Mark 10 45 again, and this is in the NIV. Uh, it says for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And I guess the main thing that like, I'm already just sort of pulling out of it as I had done some study prior to this is we cannot serve well 
and honor the ransom of Jesus Christ when we're so focused on ourselves. And a lot of that, like our insecurities, like they're real. Right. And I tell that story. I'm not like proud of it, but I'm like, I'm honest. Like I was so focused on myself and maybe trying to guard myself or protect myself or putting on him what other people had said or done in different situations that my mind wasn't on serving JC as much as I want it to be. My mind wasn't on serving the listeners as much. My mind was on like me. Yeah. You know? So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you before we even kind of dig deep into this verse, because it's really made me sort of sit up and, and think about what blocks our ability to serve, but, uh, let's go to you. What version of the Bible did you use? I'm sure that's not what you got out of this verse because that's pretty specific, but what I'm really thankful that you shared that because I, I'm just glad you persevered and had that interview. I loved that interview. I loved how he shared about serving and about this verse and about Mark in general, the whole book. He had so much wisdom about that. So um, I am glad you didn't let that keep you from having that conversation and that you, me too, because he was very, he had a lot to share. He was very wise, very knowledgeable about a relationship with the Lord, but also very humble and very interested in what I had to say too. So yeah. Yeah. I just, I guess I just, he was somebody that like, when we got back together the second time, when I recorded for him, I just kind of told him all of that. And, uh, we just kind of laughed about it as, as a brother and sister in Christ. Nice. Good. Well, I used the, um, NLT and I wrote down for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and give his life as a ransom for many. And I just picked the word serve to focus on. So I feel like that's something I need to spend a little more time with and learning about. And the definition of serve is to attend to or to provide with something useful or desirable. Another definition says to answer the needs of and to be enough for, which I love. It's uh, huge. Uh, the opposite of serve is to harm or distress hinder, hurt, or upset. And what I learned in really thinking and praying about this word and this verse and this story, uh, as Jesus was talking to his disciples who were kind of clamoring for that best spot, which we tend to do. In our insecurities. Oh, and how, and and he gets that. He was so... The other disciples were so angry and, and making, it just became a big deal. I'm sure. And Jesus had to just kind of calm everybody down. And I feel like he, he handled it really amazingly well. And I think what he teaches us here is that it's not so much about the position or where we are in line or in relation to him in seating. It's about our heart. It's the servant. Servanthood is a, is a heart thing, not a position. And, and we have relationships and, and positions, or I guess I don't want to use that word, but places in life where we are the, the server and we have positions in life where we may be in more authority, but whatever position we're in, I feel like we're called to have that heart of a servant. So whether we're the leader or the learner or the follower, we need to be in that, that heart place. 
So um, do we approach relationships with the desire to attend to the needs of the person or the group or the situation? Or do we take advantage of our position and focus on our own needs, like you were talking about, focus on ourselves and risk hurting them or hindering them or distressing them or some of those opposite words of serving. I think it's just a lot about our hearts. And I, I felt very, very convicted and very challenged. This verse has always gotten to me and this, just hearing you and JC talk about it really, really convicted me, really made me think about that. Is where's my heart? Where's my heart in this role? And am I really seeking to attend to? Yeah. What, when you're talking, I'm, I'm going to borrow a visual from a ministry friend of mine. Her name is Shannon Popkin. I don't know if you're familiar with her work, but she has written a couple of different books. Um, but one, one of the ones that is dear to me, it's called comparison girl. And mm-hmm. she really talks about the issue of comparison but I'm thinking, I'm like thinking about my own insecurities and how it affected my service. I'm listening to you talk about this idea of service and Shannon uses a measuring cup and she talks about how, if we are focused on the pouring out of the measuring cup, then we're not looking at the lines. Like we can focus on the lines or the spout, right? We can focus on the lines, which is about us and how much we're being filled, or we can focus on the spout and the pouring out, which is what which is, that's the attending to, right. That's the serving. And I, it's, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's Shannon Popkin. I will link her. It's not my illustration, but I think it's just such a tangible, like really you can, you can only focus on one of those things. And when we're focused on the lines, it's not tipped pouring out. Right. And when we're focused on the pouring out, we're not worried about the lines and that, and that, uh, like self filling, if you will. So, yeah, I think that's a really good illustration of how we're, how we're able to, or not able to serve. And, you know, if you focus on the lines, you might never pour it out. You might just be staring at it and that, and that becomes the, the whole thing for you is where, how full am I? Where am I? How's it measuring up? And then you aren't going to want to necessarily change that focus and pour out. Yeah. That because is- we're maybe we're worried, like we don't trust yeah. that the filling will continue from the Holy Spirit, even though He promises us. Because if we're focused on the spout and the filling is coming from an overflow of our relationship with Him, we can pour all day long and it's not going to now. And this is like, I'm not talking about self care, we have to take care of ourselves right. and all that. But when it comes to like our pouring out being an overflow of our relationship with us, we're not going to run dry as long as we're coming to him for the rest, right? Matthew 11, like come to me when you're weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest, um, uh, connect with me. I, I offer you peace. I offer you abundance of joy. I'm, I'm in you. My, your joy may be complete. Like, right. You know, these things that God yeah. offers us, if we're yes. continually connecting to that, to the vine, right? John 15, uh, then we won't have to worry that we're going to run out. He's not going to call us to run out. Um, but we're also not going to spend a lot of time knowing, uh, how filled we are. I mean, I don't know, right. Like how like important we are based on the lines. Yeah. That's yeah. Really yeah. 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 I love that book. It's called comparison girl. But... Well, I use the word ransom actually, I'm going to read it again. Um, focusing on that word for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And the word ransom means something to loosen with 
and it comes from a word in the Greek that means to break or wreck or crack. And um, I thought about my insecurities around interviewing JC and I've interviewed a lot of people. Uh, some of them would seem like they'd be the ones to make me nervous, maybe because of their level of success or influence or whatever the case may be. But those people didn't push on my like captivity, like my, um, my boundedness. That's not a word either. This is, but you know, I don't think that's a word, but you know, my, that, that being bound, um, it didn't push on that the way that my encounters with men who have talked down to me, um, or like with the abuse that I experienced as a teenager, I talk about that often. That was a man that abused his power. Um, and, and that idea of who JC might have been to me and wasn't, I would just reiterate that, um, that fear of that when I enter those situations is something that God wants me to be freed from. And that is a fear that his love can loosen the way he serves me, the way he pours into me, right. That like that, that can loosen that it can, uh, break it. It can wreck it. It can crack it. Um, the theological dictionary of the new Testament says God destroys the fetters, which are put on us by the sin that binds us right? God destroys the fetters, like the handcuffs, if you will, you know, the chains that are put on us by the sin that binds us. And, you know, even insecurity, it doesn't seem like it's a sin, but it's a self-focus that God can heal. So if we're going to stay stuck, if I, I can choose, I have a choice, I can cling to him and accept that freedom that he offers and be filled up by him. Or I can wallow in self-pity and insecurity because of things in my past. And they're real. They're real for all of us. Like that woundedness is real, but I get to decide if I stay in it. And when I decide I don't want to stay in it, then I think it honors his service to me. It honors the fact that he gave his life as a ransom for me. He wants me to be free. The enemy doesn't want us to be free. He wants us to keep seeking freedom and things that can't break those chains, right? Like he says they will, we think they will, maybe they even do slightly or temporarily, but they, they're not lasting. Mm -hmm. Um, But God invites us to see and experience what's holding us captive so that we can experience being set free. And uh, yeah. What else, Susie, what other kind of takeaway or study did you do around this? I was thinking about a a person that I know that's in leadership that, um, actually makes me think of Jesus in the way that she serves. And so I will just tell you, it's my principal who's just retiring from a 37 year career in education. She's very highly respected. Everyone adores her. Everybody wants to work for her. She's just incredible leader. She's an incredible person. She loves Jesus. She's a, a, hard, hard worker. She works on every day, all day, Saturday, works harder than any of us. And um, that's part of, of her good leadership. But I think this is the servanthood part. This is the way she attends to the kids and the staff that she leads. And I, this image of her standing in the kids' lunchroom, holding a bottle of ranch in one hand and a bottle of ketchup in the other hand and, and being goofy. And that's just how, I mean, she is, she's up here, like in, in the school districts of our state and our area, she's very, I would say high up leader. Um, People know her and here she is at lunch holding this bottle of ranch and this bottle of ketchup 
um, giving, because we don't let the kids pour their own. Let me just say at a kindergarten school. Because they would have a little chicken with their ranch, right? (laughs) (laughs) So someone has to, in every like lunchtime, someone has to be there to pour the ketchup and administer the condiments. I love it. So, so here's our leader who can say, who can tell any one of us that we needed to do that. And because the person that usually does it is gone. And here she was, she just stepped in, you know, she probably missed her lunchtime to do this, but she's just making it fun and giving the kids what they need. She's not complaining. She's not assigning this task to someone else. She's just doing it lovingly and, um, and cheerfully. So this job that I would say is probably one of the, the lowest, hardest, most, um, begrudged jobs in a school, which is to work the lunch is here. She is doing it. And she she didn't have to, that's the thing. She didn't have to, she was attending to these kids. She was serving them. She was serving us by not asking another staff member to give up their time to do it. And so it's kind of a silly example, but it's very strong in my mind. When I think of her career, I think of her, I will always think of her doing that standing there with this with these condiments and, and just not, um, not taking her position so seriously that she couldn't come and do that during a lunchtime. And that's what Jesus did. He could have, it says, even though he was the son of man, even the son of man, probably the highest role, the most amazing, holy, glorious position in the world or in the universe and yet he came and died in our place so that's how we are to to live and how we are to serve others and it's just such a good reminder hold the condiments hold the condiments give people people (laughs) amen what they need the characteristic of god that's been so like important to me in this the last few months this season of life that i'm in um has been his willingness to yield. Like, and I think about that with service, like he knows what we need and he knows in what form we can receive what we need. And even though he could, he's God, he can do it whatever way he wants to, he doesn't have to do it the way that works for us, if you will, but he knows which way works for us. And he yields he bends to an inferior, if you will. Oh, that makes me emotional. He yeah, bends yeah. to an inferior because he serves us. Um, and that's incredible to me. And he invites us to partner with him to serve others in the same way, to watch them and listen and understand what they need. And then to show up being that enough for them that you said that, like with the word serve, right? Being that enough for them. And even if that means that we have ranch in one hand and ketchup in the other, it doesn't matter because it's not about the status that the job gives us. It's about the desire to be used by the Lord to serve someone, you know, be his hands and feet, if you will. I don't like that cliche too much, but really just be his, you know, be an example of his love and grace in the life of someone else. Well, that willingness to yield is Mm -hmm. a, that's a perfect way to It's huge for me right now. Yes. He was. Yeah, he was, ah, he didn't need to do it that way. He didn't need to be the ransom, make yeah. somebody else be the ransom. He could have anybody. Could, I mean, you know, like he could have done it any way he wanted to. And he chose to yield to us and ransom himself and give himself fully so that we might be free. 
And so I think the way that we honor that then, I think, right? I think the way we honor that then is like choosing freedom, choosing freedom. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff today, my friend. It's good stuff. Thank you for that reminder. Um, Yeah, he wants us to be free. And he, he shows us, you know, he, he doesn't ask us to do something that he didn't already do that modeling. Yeah. We already know how we just have to watch it. Right. Yeah. 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 I cut you off that modeling. What finish your thought? Keeping our eyes on him. Yeah. Remembering no matter what position we're in to be the, to have that servant heart because that's what he did. He could have stayed up in heaven. He could have. Yeah not done a lot of the things that he did yeah and we know from scripture that he wanted it another way i mean he didn't want you know i I love that beautiful vulnerable um Mm -hmm. is there another way can there be another way to do this because i'm really right now interested in another way but ultimately (laughs) your will yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good stuff today friend thank you so much for doing this with me i appreciate you I'm learning so much, Angie. I love it. Me too. Me too. Thank you, friend, for listening. Until next time. Peace.